This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, zero dollar delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Happy Halloween. Do try not to die. How the devil are we? Everything's going wrong tonight. <laughs> there we go. I'm here. How the devil are you? New microphone. Well, replacing the current microphone with my old microphone, so it hopefully won't cut out. Uh, Lou is having problems connecting. So uh, if anybody wants to pop on and review the week's news and sport and results with me, let me know. Um, what a... <laughs> What Premier League this is turning out to be. Liverpool. Sorry, Doug, you had one job. Um, Arsenal. Southampton, one job. I don't know what's going on. Leicester, one job. It's time for the smug face. That was a long time coming. (laughs) I'm glad it's here now. It's time. 
Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Tonight Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Um, tonight is being as unpredictable as the Premier League. I had my annual COVID boost. Yep, looks like it's going to be like the flu. We're going to have to have it every year. Uh, I had that yesterday and I'm kind of been knocked for six a little bit. Anyway, let's see if we can get Lou in. She might not be on camera, but we might be able to hear her. Let's have a look. Um, no, it's not, it's showing me I can't add you, Louise. Uh so, um, unfortunately, unfortunately, I uh, I can't do that. Um, let's try one more time. No, no, it's not showing you both your mic and your cam aren't connected. So it, I think you've got to connect your cam and then go off screen. But uh, it's not working, I'm afraid, Lou. It's not working. Dan isn't in, but Dan's left a message, and we are going to be talking about that in a bit. Uh, but I am going to read that out from Dan. Um, I'm not saying. <laughs> Lou is working on it. <laughs> she's, she's actually there with all the little, little, screw, little uh, screws and um, screwdrivers. So, yeah, I will be reading that in a second, but I do hope um, your daughter is feeling a little bit better. Have some lovely daddy time. It's a couple of days that now. I hope she feels better soon. Terry's in, saying the same. Hi, Terry, how are you? James is in. Good evening. How are you? Like he says, hit that like and subscribe. Please do. Doug is in as well. Hello, Doug. Um... Luke is in. Good evening, Luke. Big up. Can't wait for this review to get underway. I'm going to grace and milk in every moment, and rightly so after that. Mate, you deserve to. You absolutely deserve to. Um, you know, you, you had a game plan. Uh, I think you were lucky to end up... Well, well, we'll talk about it when we come to it. But, you know, at the end of the day, the record books will show that it was Nottingham Forest 1, Liverpool 0, three points, mate, well-deserved, well-deserved. Um, yeah, a crazy, crazy weekend, totally, utterly crazy. 
like I say, if anybody, um, if anybody wants to come on and join me, I'm having trouble adding Louise. It's still not allowing me to, Lou. I can see you there, but it says device is not connected. So if anybody wants to come on and talk last week's news and results with me, please do. But then again, I am used to talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> Spencer's in. Good evening. How are you? Hope you are well, sir. Terry, typical BBC. We have the best four goals of the day, and they flipping will put Aston Villa on before us. It was always going to happen, I guess, because of what had gone on before. So I, I couldn't believe we were like fourth on there, to be honest with you. You know, Arsenal. Did Arsenal go after us? I can't remember. Uh, I played it on catch-up and just turned off after after the Leicester game. Uh, but anyway, let's have a look at what happened last week in the world of football. Well, do you remember at the start of the season, who was favourite to be sacked? <laughs> yes, indeed, Brendan. Um, and he's still there. And I believe now he's actually fourth or fifth to be sacked. Um we know now Jesse Marsh, and we'll come on to him in a second, um, is is the favourite. Let me just check the Premier League sack race. Um, but, you know, the fact that he is still there, it's just amazing. You know, I mean, he outlasted a prime minister. Mind you, let's be honest with you, I've had longer coughs than that. Um, yeah, brilliant. Just one second, and I'm just going to, to invite Doug on. I promise no, no, no dad jokes tonight, Doug. <laughs> and then if Lou can come on afterwards, um, she will be more than welcome. I've sent you the link, Doug. So, Premier League net manager to lose. So, I'm going to go Sky Bet. We obviously don't recommend betting, especially if you're underage. Uh, and remember, if you do bet, please, please, when the fun stops, stop. Uh, but the next manager odds, Brendan Rodgers, fifth now, fifth favourite, out to 12 to 1. Wasn't so long about long ago, he was the favourite. Uh, Jesse Marsh is the favourite to be sacked. I guess no surprise there. Ralph Huthenhall is second, although obviously got a good result. Thomas Frank, believe it or not. I can't believe Thomas Frank is eight to one and third. And Antonio Conte is nine to one. Um, surely, surely Spurs are not going to sack Antonio Conte. But Brendan Rodgers is ahead of Frank Lampard. I know that will pee Brad off, uh, but Brendan Rodgers is above and I can't believe and I can't believe they've still got Steve Cooper at 16 to 1 to get sacked. Now whatever I say about Nottingham Forest and obviously let's have a you know we, we have a bit of banter you know and it's great it's great to have Forest back because the banter with Villa and the banter with Wolves wasn't the same you know now you can argue whether you know they are rivals etc 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 but you know what they're a local team. They're an East Midlands team. To me, Nottingham Forest, Derby, Coventry. Coventry are my main rivals, but it's been that long since we played them. But it's great to have that banter back. That's what I'm enjoying. But they 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 gave Cooper a new contract. This hasn't changed since. But this was what it was before, and they've not changed it after the Liverpool win. 
I just don't I just don't get like Steve Cooper is 16 to 1 to be sacked. But then again, Jurgen Klopp is 25 to 1 to be sacked. Lou, I still can't it just say uh, keeps coming up, device is not connected. There's nothing I can do about that, I'm afraid. Um Vardy is the king of shithousery. Spencer, he so is. You've got to love him. And I'll tell you, we'll, we'll come on to the Leicester match, obviously, later. But uh, I did say he needed a goal. He's got a goal. That was Vardy-esque, the goal. Um, uh, James is, 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 is... Yeah, if you want to come on as well, James, we can, we can have a party. Um, let me just put the list... Put it here. So with James and... Uh, with James and Doug both coming on, I think that's going to be fine now. Uh, Unai Emery could be going to Aston Villa, from what I've heard, says James. Do you know what? This It wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, oh, and, then, and then we have, honestly, Liverpool... Not Liverpool fans, but Liverpool people. They just they just go everywhere in twos, don't they? It's like it's like it's like women going to football, uh, going to the toilet in pairs. I've got to admit, I went to the toilet in pairs once, and I got thrown out the greengrocers. Oh come on, that's the first one. I'm allowed that one. James, good evening, sir. How are you? Not too bad, Chris. Yourself. Yeah, not three. Well, happier now than I was, obviously. Um, and here we go. The other half, the, the red half. Um, one job, Doug, as we now call him. <laughs> uh, good evening, Chris. Uh, good evening, James. Hope, uh, hope you're both well. Doug, your eyes. Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Not bad, yeah. Uh, Facebook user here says, David Cross, brilliant result against Wolves. I think the new defender, Faye, is making a massive difference. Confidence is hopefully uh, returning. We're going to say we're going to come on to the Leicester game in a second. Um, Colonel is in. Uh, what is Mikel Arteta's odds on being sacked? Because <laughs> obviously we're going to crumble now, ain't we? Um, do you, I don't know. I, 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 I saw that result and I thought, well, there'll be some Arsenal fans that are happy because they're lost it to moon about. Um, Oh, this will annoy. This will annoy Dan. Aston Villa being linked to a Vincent Company. Um, Terry, star of TV and now radio. Put your hands together for Doug. <laughs> I do with, some, with some with some of his jokes. I don't. I'm not so sure to be honest with you. But uh, and what I've just said about going in pairs. But look, let's have a look at the news. I mean, I couldn't believe this last week. Uh, Stephen Gerrard. He's only been there 11 months. I mm. thought he would get longer, James. Did you not? I thought I thought he would get a bit longer as well. But unfortunately, managers just don't get that time anymore. I mean, unless you're Jürgen Klopp or Pep Guardiola, you have to be winning or things. Or Rodgers at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, Rodgers is still in there at the minute, yeah. But yeah, I... I like to think he get, got more time. And I'm not just because I even though when I'm an Everton fan and I'm not a huge fan as yet, I'd never have been but um but as a young with young managers coming through and even British managers, you want to see them progress and give them more time. 
And uh, I've got no doubt he'll be back in management, no problem. It's just, it just wasn't to be, unfortunately they, for them. They do, don't they? You know, they, they, it's, I've never known another job where the only reason you get sacked is because, well, unless you're a Watford manager, the only reason you get sacked is you're doing an awful job and then you seem to walk into another one. Um, I mean, Doug, you, you, you knew Stephen Gerrard from, you know, his time at Liverpool. This shows the gulf between Scotland and England, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. Um, you know, I think we've kind of seen now that coming from the, you know, the SPFL Premiership, I think is a lot, lot different to, you know, coming into the Premier League. And it started well for Gerrards. It started really, really well. It's just recently, I mean, obviously, we will get on to the Astability result because pff, who saw that coming? I mean, that was that was some result, yeah. that. But yeah. Stephen Jar will be like he'll be at home there. He'll be at home watching that that game and be thinking, why couldn't you perform for me like that? Yeah. Um, but I honestly think he should go the way that Steve Cooper did. He went to Swansea. Mm. He was then he went to Forest, and now he's sort of got them in the Premier League. I think he should probably go to like a Premier League, uh, uh, like a like just. Just somebody like the championship would probably be good for him then to just make his way up. Like like a West Brom. Mm-hmm. Possibly. I yeah. mean, James, and I, and I know we got our manager from a Scottish club, uh, but to me, he had had that experience before he went up to Scotland. I mean... Oh, yeah, definitely. Sorry, go carry on. No, all I was going to say was the fact that, you know, and... He, he'd done his time with the Swansies. Uh, it, it, it then, let's be honest with you, it got you within a slip of, you know, winning the, the Premier League, Doug. But yeah. to me, he'd had that experience, but he'd gone up to Celtic. There was no Rangers there for, for a lot of the time. And then he came back down. But he'd already had that experience, James, where, you know, Gerard had gone in at Rangers, probably thought, wow, this manager lock's a bit easy. And come down, and when you look at that twenty-five point eight percent win rate, that isn't good enough for a team like Villa who are looking to to, to grow. Oh, definitely not. It's definitely not good enough. No matter who you are, for a club like Aston Villa with the with the resources, the history, and the fan with the, the huge fan base they have, they should be doing a lot better. Doesn't matter who you are in the job. Mm. Just as I say, it just wasn't to be for him. All of a sudden, and you do, and I agree with Doug. You do question them plays on that they played on Sunday against Brentford, but obviously they had something to prove. And it was, to be honest, I wasn't even surprised that they won because new man, if manager goes, then they suddenly start playing again. That's just how football works, unfortunately. It does indeed. The word that was being used a lot on match of the day too by Alan Shearer was one that. Dan said that the Burnley um, guy that stood in once when Dyche was sacked used a lot, and that was freedom. The mm. the, the new guy, um, Doug, I can't remember his name that's gone in, gave them the freedom to play. Um, and sometimes, that, or do you think they just didn't want to play for Gerard? I, I honestly don't know. Um, but there's there's a lot of his, there's a lot of his players that let him down there. Um, you can talk obviously about Tyrone Mings. You can obviously, t- I think the big one's probably John McGinn because he was, you know, named, you know, Aston Villa captain by, you know, the start of the season. 
Anyway, he took the candidacy off Tyrone Mings, which I think was the right decision to to, to say the very very least. Um, I think that the, the main culprit for me though is Felipe Coutinho. He just did not perform in a Gerard team, um, and you know Christian Perslow has actually backed Gerard full to the the, the hill, um, and now they're making a decision after obviously the. The, the Fulham game. Well, I, I don't think it was actually him that sacked him. I think it was the, actually the owners that, that sacked him. But even still, it was. It felt like a bit of a knee-jerk reaction because would he have probably won that game against Brentford had he still been there? That might have been a little bit debatable. But in my opinion, the players just didn't just didn't play for him at all. But Doug and uh, sorry, James, sorry. This to me. When you when you compare it, like I say, because let's be honest with you, everybody said Brendan Rodgers was going to be the first manager to be, to be sacked, especially sort of three or four weeks into the season with how bad it was. But maybe our chairman is looking at that and going, well, in fairness, I, I wasn't, not that I didn't want to back him, but due to FFP and our financial situation, I couldn't back him. So, you know, he maybe is looking at that thinking, you know, I, I need to give Brendan a little bit more time. Where Gerard, I mean, look at the amount of players he's brought in and the standard of players he's brought in. Like, say, Coutinho, I suppose the expectations from the board, well, we've given you all this money, we've given you all these big players, <laughs> we expected more from you. Well, yeah, that, you look at the quality they brought in, like you say, mm. Coutinho. I, to be honest, I didn't get the Coutinho shining, I'm going to be brutally honest, because I think, don't get me wrong, Especially when he was at Liverpool, he was a terrific player. But he hasn't—he's not found that form when he was at Liverpool. He, he's shown glimpses, but he hasn't got the consistency. And then you got players like Luca Dean, who who, who, who weirdly enough signed for us, and he's an hit and miss player. Then you've got Douglas Louise. Oh, I'm not signing, but you know he was like with clubs like Arsenal. They have got good players. It's just. Something's just not right. Some, they're just not gelled as a team. And I just, my problem with Gerard, I think Gerard's problem was, I don't think he knew his best 11, if I'm mm. going to be honest. Half the time I look at their team sheets, there's always a couple of changes. And I just don't think he got quite knew what his best 11 was. But look, after 11 months, he should have an idea because most of that team yeah. was his team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and as well as you know, as said, not like injuries haven't helped them either. Like Kamara's injured, um, Diego Carlos is injured as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I always used to say that it used to bug me when these big you've got 25 man squad, yeah. you've got under 23s you can use. So all this sort of I've got injuries, it doesn't wash. But then last season, obviously. From Leicester's point of view, <laughs> we had lots of injuries, so it, it's a double-edged sword for me. But whether you know, you should have within that squad players that can come and, and step mm. in. You know, you look at again, look at Leicester now. You know, Tielemans, let's say, goes out, Pratt comes in. You know, Daka yeah. goes off, Vardy comes in. Um, I just wonder, and I'm looking at Diego Costa here from from the weekend. Players that are coming back, Lukaku. When he came back, James, are these players? Is it wrong to almost sign players on the strength of what they used to be? I think that's a that is a bit of a debate, that, isn't it? Um, I 
I can't. I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I think it's just. I mean, I don't. I don't want to use the word age because obviously, we know sometimes it can be a bit irrelevant at times, especially goalkeepers. But um, I just don't think they've got. If they've been out of the Premier League for a bit, then yeah. They, they haven't got it. They, they haven't got the capabilities to play in the league anymore. I don't think Coutinho has, not anymore, and I don't think Diego Costa has either. I know Costa's I mean, got physicality, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Doug. I mean, I looked at obviously I looked at Costa on um, at the weekend, and I mean, Faye's just sort of you know emptied him out of his pocket at the you know, after 92 minutes. Uh, and Coutinho has never been the player. I mean, the player that you had and sold for over 100 million it was, that player is, is nowhere to be seen now. No, Barcelona absolutely just destroyed him as a player. Um, it, it, he just he just destroyed his confidence. And, you know, he, he went to Bayern Munich and, you know, he was all right in the Bayern Munich side, but he wasn't really like a like a player that would probably like sell shirts and, and all this mm. and all this nonsense. I just think, unfortunately, Coutinho's best times were as a Liverpool player, yes. um, and I still think he is actually regretting, you know, moving um, from from mm. Liverpool to to Barcelona. But I suppose you know if you get one hundred and forty six million pounds uh, for <laughs> for a player like that, um, then you know that well. You know that's that's the thing as well. We sold Coutinho for 146 million. That money got us Van Dyke and Allison. Yeah. Yes. Andrew, I'm afraid you're going to have to have one of these. That is that is just it is beyond awful. <laughs> Last night that that is that is beyond awful. Um, and it's like, do you remember Torres? I mean, when he was at Liverpool, he was an amazing player, James. And he went down to Chelsea and he, he couldn't score in a brothel, as they say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, to, Liverpool, he was amazing. I mean, he was amazing at Liverpool, mm. Torres, but then Chelsea. <laughs> just didn't work out. I just don't know. You, you have more questions than answers when it comes to players for certain clubs and it yeah. just it works for some and it doesn't work for others. I mean, Coutinho's problem at Barca wasn't just a lack of confidence. He had lack of fitness. He was always yeah. getting an injury. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, baseline junkie, love the name. Every Premier League club can say they should be doing better with the money and resources in the league, but it's very hard to thrown the lights of Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, Man City. It is totally, totally. I mean, you know, we all should say, well... We deserve to be six, but the only one team can be six, you know. But moving on to past Stephen Gerrard, I'm sure we will see him back. Um, I just want to read this because I, 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 tongue-in-cheek, sent a message over to Dan saying, hey, up, Dan, Burnley fans are at it again. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, they were chucking coins from the upper tier down onto the lower tier. I always think it's daft. Why the hell... Does any club put away fans in the upper tier? I mean, obviously, they want to give their own fans, I suppose, better seats, but you know things are going to get chucked down. If we go back far enough, you know, I can remember seats being ripped out and being chucked down at England games uh, from the upper Mm. tier. 
I just wanted I just wanted to do what Dan said here. Can't tune in as playing nurse to my little one and Kate as they both have flu. Uh, that said, I hope you realise that every fan has its idiots, and my channel as a Burnley fan doesn't condone them. One hundred percent, Dan. One hundred percent. But my worry is, James, are we seeing the resurgence of fan violence? I mean, there was this, but it follows on from um, Manchester City, Liverpool. Not having a go at your dog, but you know where the 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 coach got smashed um, or the window got smashed. I, I still can't believe that Liverpool fans were throwing money away, but apparently they were throwing coins onto the pitch. Apparently, the other half of the Liverpool fans were running on to pick them up. Um, my worry is in an era where we're trying to get safe standing back, and you could argue it is two different things, but we're not doing ourselves as fans any favours. Well, no, it's just getting worse. I mean, another pandemic hadn't helped beforehand, but the problem, I, you know what, these incidents keep happening. So much of riled me up. I mean, like, and this is what winds me up with certain people on social media and all that, assuming all fans of that certain club are like that. It's not, yeah, it's yeah. just a bunch of idiots. No matter who it is, it can happen at Everton, Liverpool, Man United or even in the lower leagues. It happens everywhere in football. It's just a bunch of idiots ruining it for others. And unfortunately, it's, a, it's the club that gets... The, the, it's, it's the club that gets fines. It's the, they have to pay for it. They, the fans don't pay for it. The only thing the fans get, and rightfully so, is the, the, a ban or a stadium ban or a suspension or whatever. I mean, Doug, Man City and, and Liverpool have been sort of at it a season or so. But, I mean, why can't we just stick at banter? You know, go in mm. for 90 minutes, banter the other side. Or, you know, if it's Jamie Vardy, have a go about Rebecca Vardy and what have you. But there's no need to go to the depths and be throwing things and like that. I just don't get it. Because I say, I, I very much went to football in the 70s. And I can remember... I went to watch Leicester versus Chelsea and it had been moved to a, this was when it was at Filbert Street, moved to the Friday night because Leicester Tigers were playing on the Saturday. Yeah. We got we got searched when we went in. We got uh, bottles of water taken off us because they were deemed dangerous weapons. Um, we got in. Um, that was when we had pens. Do you remember pens? <laughs> you couldn't move. And... Uh, Leicester being Leicester, never do what you trust them to do. They went one nil up, and the crowd, there were smoke bombs going off in the in the family stand. And oh, but then thankfully Chelsea equalised. I've never been so relieved to see the opposition score. Um, and then three or four, I remember about ten Chelsea fans broke into our pen, and uh, and it was just horrible. I actually tried to get out at half time, and I couldn't because the, the gate was locked. You can't imagine yeah. these days. And and the copper came and said, what are you doing? I said, I want to leave. I'm just not enjoying it. And he literally opened the door, stuck his head out, looked both ways and said, run. And <laughs> there, there, was a, there was actually a stabbing that night. But I know we're not probably going back to those sorts of days, but it all starts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, you know, and I think, I think if, if I remember rightly, I think Sunderland actually had the away end in like one of those, um, far, I think the one behind the goal, I think it was like the away end like a few years ago, um, as well. But 
there was a very good um, point made uh, the other day is that yes, there are a lot of these things that are coming back into uh, coming back into a, a, a lot of things. But my example was the Jack Grealish one when a Birmingham City supporter mm. decided to go on the pitch mm. and basically assault Jack Grealish. And to be fair, like I'm not Jack Grealish's biggest fan, but I must say I was very, very happy that he scored the winner that day because there's just... where When are we going to get into the situation that somebody goes onto the pitch... Somebody goes on to basically assault Jack Grealish, and you know the the guy got I think about I think I think it was like a twelve week jail sentence like that. Mm. That's just that's just too lenient. Like, what if he what if that fan went on and like produced a knife or something? That's where that's what I'm worried. That's where I'm very very worried that we might go into those kind of depths. So and, and I hate saying this because of of the team you support, Doug, but. Are we going to see fences re-erected? Uh, I ob- obviously hope not. Obviously right. hope not. But I think if it's to stop, you know, fans from obviously doing doing stuff. But yeah, throwing throwing coins is just. Well, I mean, I mean that... James, it was um, Vieira at Palace, wasn't it? I believe that ended up throwing a punch back at one of the fans. I mean, the, the, these pitch invasions. What do people think they are doing? Because, like I say, I don't want to see fences go up for obvious reasons, you know, but that's what's going to happen if they're not careful. Exactly, yeah. The, you know, the, the thing is, they don't care. Some of them just don't care about the rules or whatever. And, and also, the, what doesn't help is that how much how much do they have to drink before the match? That's the thing. Yeah. That's the, that's the ultimate. I mean, I'm not saying they shouldn't have alcohol or anything, but I'm just saying you've you got to stop, and pardon me, friends here, stop being a dick and start mm. behaving yourself. But I'll just thought, do what Arsenal do and make the bit beer too expensive to buy. <laughs> well, well, last season, well, that incident with Vieira, but that was at Goodison, and I saw that in front mm. of me. I, I sit in the top one of the top stands at Goodison. And when we beat them on the last, uh, towards the end of the season, where we had to stay up, I saw a fan go up to Vieira. And I'm do- I don't blame Vieira because the-, the fan was being more, was being aggressive towards him. Yeah. What could Vieira do? Vieira was trying to get to the other side of the pitch with his players. And Vieira was getting assaulted. Mm. It was just it was just like the Manchester City pitch invasion as well. There, there, there was a fan that went to confront. I think Robin Olsen and Robin Olsen. Yeah, I think Robin was Olsen, uh, yeah. Robin Olsen was was injured because of because of that. I think he had a I think a scratch through the eye. But yeah. it's these incidents are are on the rise again, and it is very worrying. Mm. Um, Terry says there. I mean, ex rugby players and stewards. <laughs> that would stop you. That would stop you. True Red. I, I'd forgotten about this. Uh, yeah, Leicester fan going on uh, an attack here and Davis. He should, this shouldn't be allowed on the pitch. Full stop. If you go on that pitch, I mean, last year I think it was when um, it was the season that our chairman passed away. Uh, the last game of the season, uh, the guy, top, was walking around the pitch applauding the fans. 
and a fan got onto the pitch just to give him a scarf. And I think he was banned for something like 12 weeks. And, you know, but you see them, you know, going on and hitting people. And I don't know. I think it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, And how do they get these flares in? I mean, as Baseline says here, you know, when you see Leicester, when we're playing in, in Europe, we strip search almost as we go in the ground. We can't get flares in, but these opposition fans always seem to. I've seen plenty of them at Goodison. I mean, I've seen parents give their kids flares. Oh, God. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, the next one before we get into the games, uh, Marsh is next favourite to be sacked. Uh, Doug, he's um, one to three on. Um, yeah. It seemed a weird weird appointment in the first place um but it just it just never got going did it because i mean they stayed up and i know i joke with carl about staying up on the the last minute of the last day sort of thing but it's just it just didn't work for leeds did it this well if you want to basically compare the two between him and bielsa i do have a wee thing to read out right so Marcello Bielsa was sacked after a run of seven points from a possible 24, having played harder opposition with half the squad, right? So, uh, Bielsa lost to Liverpool, Manchester City and Spurs and was sacked. Jesse Marsh is on a run of two points from a possible 24, having had the easiest run on paper with more or less a full squad. And these are the teams that he has lost to, right? Fulham... Yourselves, Chris, Crystal Palace and Brentford. Make it make sense. Honestly, a heavy defeat at Anfield, he's gone. Yeah, I, I think I think he could be right. Would, would you say the same, James? 100%, yeah. You can't win them matches. How the hell was he going to get something at Anfield? Honestly, <laughs> it's just... it's Again, it just hasn't worked out, this... this uh, I don't know. I would have said the same about Nottingham Forest, but hey ho. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. <laughs> One job, mate. One job. But yes, I mean, I, I, I mean, I look. I was quoting it earlier in the season, James, that we had Ranieri was sacked, having just won us the Premier League. We're sat in seventeenth, so we weren't even in the bottom three, but and we were still in the Champions League, and he got sacked. Where Brendan created a new record of having the worst ever start of any Premier League club in the history of the Premier League and conceding more goals in that time than any club in the Premier League. And he was still there. Um, I suppose, I don't know how, how clubs make these decisions. It's a funny old game. As Jimmy Greaves would say, it's a funny old game. Yeah. Just, certain things just don't make sense anymore, do they? So, no. No. Before we move on, um, James, very quickly, uh, Lampard, is his job safe? His job safe, yeah. We Especially after the win we got. He had to win that game and thankfully we did. So he's all right. He's safe for now. Yeah. And I know it sounds silly to me saying this, but Jurgen Klopp, uh, Doug, I mean, he is literally uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. He is, he is in the top 10 to be sacked. Surely not, though. Nah, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think Klopp will be away um, any, anytime soon. Um, I mean, he just, he literally just signed the 
signed a new deal anyway uh, in the in the summer there. So I, I don't I don't see him I don't see him going anytime soon. Well, just looking there, Brendan Rodgers is twelve to one now. Uh, gone out from evens. Frank Lampard is sixteen to one. So I'm sure there will be a few go during the World Cup break. Um, but let's have a look at the midweek games. I mean, what a what a mad! And I think you said this in the chat, James, before you came in. What a mad week of results it's been. No, definitely. I mean, certain results you just didn't expect in. Some matches, though, mate, some matches were pretty good to watch. Good contests as well. Mm. I mean, would you? I mean, I mean, I'm just looking at a couple there. I mean, the one that sticks out for me, um, Doug Man United Tottenham. Yeah, Man United absolutely battered Tottenham. Um, absolutely battered them. Um, it could have been three, could have been four, could have been five, could have been six, could have been seven nil. Tottenham just did not. Um, turn up before that game and Man United thoroughly deserved to win and I think as well that we're now sort of seeing Spurs being a bit Spursy now <laughs> Explain what's your thought of what, a description of Spursy? Uh, basically coming third in a two-horse race but of course that's a bit <laughs> Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely but uh, no, for me um, they're just starting to lose games where you probably expect them to lose. Hmm. Games, Brighton being held nil-nil by Forrest. I mean, are we seeing the demise of Brighton now that um, uh, Potter's gone off to Chelsea? They are having a slump. There's no doubt about that. They're having a slump. But I look at Brighton's matches, they, they play a similar way. He's got them playing a similar way to what Potter's got them playing. But the same problems are there. They can't score goals. Mm. They lack a, lack a proper goal scorer. And they create so many opportunities to keep the ball well. They, they create enough chances, but they don't take them. And I thought, and that's this is why they're, they're having a bad slump at the minute. Mm. And, I mean, Wolves there. Uh, I've just lost it now. Where are we? Uh, Wolves, Doug, um, talking about... Having hard. Did they play midweek? Oh yeah, they lost to Crystal Palace two one. Five goals all season. Yeah, and they've got you know they've got Diego Costa now. There, this is where I think you start to worry for Wolves because they don't score enough goals. <laughs> um, they keep. To be fair, they you know they they do keep a lot of clean sheets, but the problem is as well with Wolves is that if you don't score enough goals, you don't win games. No. Um, and, you know, Adama Traore scoring for, like, the first time in, I think, two years is mental. Absolutely mental. Like, or actually, no, three years, in fact. I think his last goal was actually against Manchester City. So that kind of just says it, says it all for uh, Adama Traore. And I know he's obviously mm-hmm. been at Barcelona in, in and around that time as well. But, yeah, I, I have to say, I worry for Wolves. I think they could be potentially one of the ones to go down. I am amazed they're not going for a new manager because Steve Davis is... I know he's their interim manager, but I did see someone... I did see a Wolves fan tweet um, earlier that basically Steve Davis should do the right thing and basically resign and basically allow someone else to take over because the job looks like it's too big for him. Well, another thing, just uh, quick, the other mistake Wolves made was letting Connor Cody go. 
Yeah. The fact that him going, he's such a massive figure he's in the dressing room. They've let him go. I couldn't believe it when they let him go. That Honestly. was one of those weird decisions of the summer for me. It was. I mean, I, I'm not complaining. Obviously, when I heard we were getting him, I, I was like, you know what? <laughs> he's, he, he's a leader. He's a proper mm. leader. That Wolves are letting him go. I'm like, what are they doing? Honestly, yeah. what are they doing? Well, and they lack a spine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll quote the Leicester game in, when we go on to the weekend games as to, 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 to Wolves' problem. But um, Everton travelled to Newcastle United, uh, lost 1-0. Newcastle United, let's be honest, they're, they're having a, a great season. They are. I mean, I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't expect us to get anything there. To be honest, and we, the fact we didn't have a shot on target, that that was going to happen. So, look, Newcastle take nothing away. They're the t- they're an improving side, and they're doing really well. And I know there's a few on t- social media, Everton and Newcastle fans have a real rivalry. But new, I'm happy for Newcastle because they've been through a hell of a lot under Mike Ashley, and mm. now they've got hope, and they've got a team now they can actually believe in, and. They've got, and they're picking up good results in the minute. And Eddie Howe, who we'd never thought would be the man to but to take them forward. But he's doing a decent job at the minute. But Newcastle at the minute, they haven't they've spent a little bit, but they haven't spent on like seven or eight players. But they've recruited the right way. They've done things yeah. for once. They're not unlike clubs like you no know, uh, Forest, us, Villa. We've just gone and wasted all kinds of money, but Newcastle have gone. No, this is what we're doing. This is a project, and they just and that's why they're up there on the table. Of course, I, you know, I always I always take this opportunity to remind people, of course, that they they did want to sign uh, James Madison on a buy now pay later, and that mm. as in paying nothing now whatsoever. <laughs> and like, yeah, I think you've got a bit of money. I think you can afford to pay. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at that. I mean. Doug, Brentford nil, Chelsea nil, and then, you know, Brentford go and collapse to Villa. Um, Chelsea yeah. having an up-and-down season. Again, it, you know, looking at the appointment of Potter, you could say, yes, at last, you know, one of these American owners is going for, for British manager. Um, they're having an up-and-down season themselves, Chelsea, aren't they? They struggle to score goals. Mm. It's as simple as that. Chelsea are struggling to score goals. They don't have an out and out Goal scorer, um, you know, Sterling, Bamiang, Mount, Pulis, well, Pulisic, Havertz. Like, it's not really, you know, it's, they don't really have like a major sort of threat up front. And I think because, you know, they are going for Nkunku, um, I know that's mm-hmm. gone a bit, a little bit quiet recently, but I, I have, have a feeling that, um, I have a feeling that, that Chelsea may struggle, um, for a wee bit, for a wee bit before the the World Cup, I think because yeah. I think in January, I think you might see them spend a wee bit of uh, a wee bit of money. Yeah. Um, they're too predictable as well. Mm. I don't know, about I don't know about you, James, but I've always found Chelsea a little bit more just a little bit too predictable to play against. I couldn't agree more. I mean, they they were like that just under Tuchel. They were just so predictable, and you just knew what they were going to do. And again, goals. They just haven't got. I I I question that signing. I I know his his goal scoring record's great, but I don't think Aubameyang's the right signing for them. I really don't. They had to get rid of Lukaku because Lukaku was no use to them at all. But yeah. 
they, they needed. I mean, I, they have got talent, Chelsea. That, that's the thing. But hmm. that top four race this season, I think this is going to be a very, very huge battle. I think look, City will win the league. And then you've got teams like Arsenal, at Tottenham, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and even Newcastle, if Newcastle can keep, keep it up. Yeah. It's going yeah. to be really, very interesting how it goes. Uh, Del Boy's in. Hiya, Del. What the crack is going on? Is that right? I don't know whether I said that uh, right or not. Del, uh, Del Boy, what's the crack? What's the what's story? The yeah. the story. Highfield is in, gosh, I remember going to the pitch of Portman Road in the early 90s, dressed as a Harry Krishna, 15 of us. <laughs> I, I, I've got I've nowhere to go with that one, I'm sorry. I've nowhere to go without getting the station banned. Um, but, uh, and true, speaking of buy now, pay later, I think it was Everton who wanted to buy Maxwell Corney from Burnley uh, on a pay-as-you-play deal. I don't know whether that, that yeah, was true. Yeah, that is right there. Maybe that that is the way forward. I don't know. But look, Doug, explain to me Southampton. Explain to me why they exist. Because <laughs> I'm not being awful. And well, I am being awful because I you know my, my hatred for Norwich and Watford. But yeah. Southampton, it, it just win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win it's <laughs> I used to hate Wigan back in the day because Wigan would always finish 17th. I said, just go down and give us a break. But, I mean, Southampton, they got a good draw in fairness against Arsenal. But what? I mean, Bournemouth as well. I mean, we thought we were on the end of a, a defeat to them. And that that was a surprise. But what is the point of Southampton? Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that result was quite surprising because I think that was um, Gary O'Neill's first defeat. Yeah. I think as uh, interim manager, so you know Bournemouth have been in a, a pretty pretty good run without really being you know spectacular. You know that there's been a lot of draws and a couple of wins here and there as well. But yeah, that Southampton result in the I mean is that a derby? I suppose you could probably say it is probably a derby because South, South Coast, Coast derby. It's probably the nearest Bournemouth will have. Yes. Yeah, but no, Southampton are a, are a very weird side to mm. predict. Uh, yeah. They're actually like the nightmare of all nightmares. Um, <laughs> nice wee Halloween sketch there. Um, but they are the nightmares of all nightmares when you come to predict football matches. Yeah. Because you just never know what you're going to get with Southampton. No, 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 no. I mean, you know, they they went, you know, 1 0 down and beat us 2 1. But talking of us, James, the, the, the game of the midweek, I'm sorry, everything else was just. Was just dressing to the to the big you know big game that was Leicester City versus Leeds. Um, we we bloody needed that, didn't we? I mean, that was possibly the first nail in Marsh's coffin. But my God, that was a morale booster that we needed. Yeah, you definitely need that result, and obviously confident that giving you a massive confidence boost. Yeah, so. And the fact you kept the clean sheets as well, which is not something you can say but how you've been this season. But now you've definitely needed that win. And obviously, we'll talk about the other game on Sunday. You've got to um, hopefully it'll give you a real confidence boost going into the final few matches before the World Cup. Just, just a little case of Man City this weekend. <laughs> We're not worried. <laughs> no, no, no pressure then. No, no, no pressure on him at all. I mean, it's, Doug, it's almost a given that. Do you know what I mean? If we go, we lose. 
I'm not going to have a go at Brendan Rodgers because it's Manchester City. But, you know, that, including the Wolves game, I think it's something like four clean sheets now. Um, mm-hmm. A goalkeeper that was being pilloried as the worst goalkeeper in the Premier League uh, has yeah. kept four clean sheets. And as you know, I always say the goalkeeper, it's not just the goalkeeper, it's his defence in front of him as well. That's yeah. kind of settled in. Uh, Rogers made the obvious thing of putting Amati, a right-footed player, on the right. I mean, you know, to me it's obvious, but hey, you know, played him on the left at the start and, and we, we didn't get on well. But, I mean, I'm looking at Ward and what he comes out, he he's dominant, um, he's he commands his area, he's getting vocal. Yeah. And that's just going to get... And he, and he throws the odd world in as well. No, he's been, he's been fantastic the last couple of games. And I, I'm really happy for him because he has had a lot of criticism this season. And I think as well, I don't think his defence has really helped him out um, recently. But I do think with the with the performances he's putting in week in, week out right now, um, there's no point to, you know, drop him for Iverson. And I know a lot of people, you know, have been, you know, wanting Iverson to... Or is it Everson? Whichever, whichever way you want to want to pronounce you it. You say either, I say either. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm I'm very happy for Danny War because I think. Um, well, you uh, had it, th- didn't you, at Liverpool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we did. And uh, you know, you guys bought him off us for twelve million quid. Oh, and- yeah, I mean, it wasn't cheap, and I think uh, you've got to look and say the fact that Casper was just never got injured. <laughs> That's why he never mm. played in the Premier League. But yeah. he, he, he never let us down in cups. But no, I'm, I, I've, I've, I've stood by Ward through it all and uh, I'm glad to see. It's going to give him confidence as well. Um, um, guys, I don't know if you want to hear some uh, interesting news. Um, but Aston Villa, Aston Villa are expected to announce Unai Emery as their new manager in the next 48 hours. Wow. Well, somebody said that earlier, um, and he's going to come back with unfinished business, isn't he? Yeah, Mr. Goody Bidding. Um, <laughs> someone else and go to Villa Park. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, that's on, true, actually. That's true. Hang on, talking about bottom of the league. Hello, Mr. Door. Door. <laughs> bottom of the league. Your bottom of the league. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, somebody said earlier in the chat, I mean, Michael Carrick's gone to Middlesbrough as, as head coach. We yeah. will see. I'm sure, I'm sure Unai Emery, let's be honest with you, I'm surprised. Is it, what is it, um, Villarreal is that? Villarreal, yeah. 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 And he's, he's doing, he does really well in Europe. I'm surprised that he wants to give that up to come to Villa, but I'm sure he's thinking, like, you know what? I can, if I can be at Arsenal here, this is just I'm just gonna love this. But uh but money talk as well. I think that's why he's probably going going. Why is that? Sorry? I think money talks. I think that's why he's going there. Yeah. Yes, it does. It does indeed. It does. Um that's uh it was linked with somebody else not so long ago, but he gets Newcastle. Well with, Newcastle uh, but he gets on very, very well with the owners of oh, you know. Like you say, money's the thing at the end of the day. But James, last game of the midweek, Fulham put the nail in the coffin of Steven Gerrard, 3-0. Fulham and, sorry, Doran Luke, 
Bournemouth, two teams that have come up and they are doing all right at the moment. Yeah, I don't credit to them and credit to Mark F. Silver as well. Uh, obviously, ironically, mm. he used to be our manager as well. Um, yeah. Doing well, Fulham, and, I, and, and especially the fact that he's got Mitrovic scored in, in the Premier League as well. But they've got a decent balance, Fulham. Defensively, they look, they're not conceding too many, but, uh, but they have got a few goals in them. It's just getting the consistency, and I think Fulham, especially at home, I think that's where Fulham will be fine. The home form will keep them up, and I think Fulham will be more or less mid-table this season. So, mm. now they were excellent. I mean, I know they were against the Villa side that were clearly not playing for Jedi, but Fulham at the minute look a decent team. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, I've got to be honest with you, I had Bournemouth as 19th on the strength of Scott Parker being the manager. And I also had Fulham as 17th on the strength of Silver being the manager because uh, he, he, he wasn't uh, hugely successful last time. But, hey, you know, credit to them. It's nice to see teams coming up uh, and doing well, <coughs> Mr. Dorr. But, um, oh, did, sorry, a bit of a bad cough I've got there. <laughs> I have, can I just say, I said earlier, I love having Forest just for the banter, and I didn't predict them to go down. I do think they'll stay up. We're going to have a look at the weekend's game. Straight Hello, after this. Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey, guys, Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes. Yeah, do what the ex-foxes say. Subscribe to the channel. Really would appreciate that. And if you are already subscribed, smash the likes. It does help us with our analytics. And at my age, any help I can get with my analytics is really needed. Um, James, Chelsea, Manchester United. You could have gone out for the day and come back in just in the last 10 minutes, couldn't you? Yeah, it wasn't really a classic until the final 10 minutes of the match. <laughs> and to be honest, that result was so predictable. No wonder it's, everyone's saying it's the most drawn fixture in Premier League history between these two yeah. sides. Yeah, there's only like 28 draws or something between the two. Yeah, I think it's something like that, yeah. So, no, the, well, Chelsea got, obviously Chelsea got the pen and then, the, I mean, I have to give a mention, what's a header from Casemiro for the equaliser? Yeah. He had to. He didn't half had to adjust himself to get a real good contact to it, so and to guide it onto the post into the back and of the net. Isn't it good we now have goal line technology? That because mm. I reckon without goal line technology, that might not have been given. Probably definitely wouldn't been given if, it, if the goal line technology wasn't there. It definitely wouldn't be. But but Doug, I mean Chelsea. That that was like it was WWE for the penalty, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. What was Scott McTominay thinking? Like, Stuart Atwell is what, looking right at it. And he's yeah. basically got his arms around Broja. What else are you expected to, to be given? Like, it's stupid. And I, I obviously said the other night um, uh, as well, I said to you that we had a defender called Martin Skirtle. Yeah, now, yeah. he... He had a very good goal-scoring record for Liverpool. I think he scored 18 goals as a, as a centre-back, which is amazing anyway. But there were times where he had his arms around people. And I'm, I'm saying this now, I'm saying this again. Martin Skirtle would not have survived VAR. No. 
Because you would be getting penalties not. after penalties after penalties away. Well, I, I think I said in the same conversation, Doug, that when we won the Premier League, Hooth and Morgan, it was mm -hmm. like watching Strictly come dancing every time we played because they were just holding on to defenders uh, left, right and centre. Got away with it until the West Ham game and then uh, it, it bit us on the bottom a little bit. But, yeah, that was 1-1. Man City beat Brighton, uh, which was probably expected. James, 3-0, where did that come from? And in fairness, uh, it, is, it is at Goodison, and as um, uh, you know, you, you do you do play better at Goodison. Historically, we do. Yeah, we do a lot better at home. That I didn't expect three 0 I thought if we were going to win, it'd be just by the old goal. Um, no, but we because obviously because I've got a season ticket there. We dominated the game from well, I won't say start to finish, but we had control of it for most of the match, and then. Um, but I, I was so surprised how poor Palace were. Though. I was expecting a bit more, but we just didn't allow them to play. We were aggressive, we were positive, and we could have actually had a few goals. I mean, the two standout plays for me, apart from actually, I got four actually. The, the two centre backs, Tarkovsky and Cody, were outstanding. Mm -hmm. Seamus Coleman kept Wilfred Zaha quiet throughout the game, and the one man, and I, for me, he's been our player of the year so far, Alex Iwobi. Alex Iwobi's yeah. just been an absolute revelation for us this season. And the two assists, including the third, his, his second assist for Dwight McNeil's goal was out. And we take some class. Now, but overall, we deserved it. But my main moan, moan on that game was the officials. The referee and the linesman were an absolute joke. The second goal, I don't know if you've seen it on Match of the Day, but Anthony Golden's, Golden's goal... Right, was ruled out for offside. And if you look at the replay, as soon as Mikel yards on site. Yeah, the scoreboard defend. I can see it in front. I sit in the top balcony and I can literally see it right in front of me. Gordon was well behind play. And the linesman decided to put his flag up after it's in the net. What is going on? Surely, surely that's what VAR is for. It's ridiculous. I mean, VAR would check it, obviously, but the fact he's put his flag up, why? Mm -hmm. yeah. If it wasn't even well offside, I, I would have understood it if, it if it paused for a bit. VAR looked in the website, all right, nothing wrong with it, carry on. But the linesman put his flag up. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Obviously, a huge Evertonian always says the atmosphere at Goodison Park... Um, is almost literally a bit like with Newcastle. It is the 12th man for you. Oh, it is. Look, especially towards the end of last season, because we had to get... The fans had to stick together and guide the team to safety, which we did. Yeah. This season, obviously, because obviously this season's just a bit of a... trying to set it, finish as high as we possibly can this season, because we're not going to get anywhere higher. That's the realistic game for us. Um, but... So, I mean, three, I mean, I can't moan on the performance. We just need to get the consistency right. And defensively, we've been solid, but we're just not scoring enough goals. But thankfully, Calvin Lewin's back and he got a goal. Gordon got mm. on the score sheet. Now, we, we just need not only Calvin Lewin firing again, but we need players shipping in and we've got to be taking our chances. But overall, I can't complain. Should Zaha have been sent off? For me, should, well, Palace should have been down to eight or nine men. 
That ins- I mean, Zaha clattered into Gordon. No attempt to go for the ball. He's not even looking at the ball. He's like literally oh. basically looking eyes on the man. And he's basically come in, elbow. Yeah. Um, now, for me, if that is... If that is uh, if, if you're basically going in your elbow like that, it's a straight red. He got a it's yellow, a- and I'm surprised he did. Well, I'll tell, I tell you what would have happened. If that was Coleman or anyone else did that to him, he would have been sent off. But the fact is, Zaha mm-hmm. did it. He didn't get a bloody red. And the refs never got his cards out all game until that incident happened. Joke. Talk, talking about that, I mean, the next game, uh, and I'm sure True Red doesn't want us to talk about it, so we'll jump on to Tottenham versus Newcastle United. Um, <laughs> sorry, no, I'm sorry, Doug. We have got to talk about it. Do you remember, I don't know if either of you were a James Bond fan, but... Um, there used to be a villain. It was the man with the golden gun. And the villain was a little guy called Odd Job. Well, of course, Doug, like I said earlier, is our new one job. Because they had one job. And they could still be playing now, Doug. And you you had it that you'd have scored. Uh, yeah. Uh, we were fucking shaped. Let me just say that now. Um, we... The one thing that's really annoyed me this season, we go with a mentality of just thinking that we can just turn up and win. It's happened against Fulham. It's happened against Palace. It's happened against Everton. It's happened against Brighton. And now it's happened against Forest. I am sick to death of having that mentality of going into a game where you just think you can just turn up and win. Full credit to Nottingham Forest. Full credit to Nottingham Forest. I thought the I thought Cooper set up his team as 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 very very well as he could. And I will I will say this as well. I think that they were a little bit fortunate to have eleven men. Very very fortunate. And I have to say men. that Kuati was very lucky to stay on the pitch. I think he was. But when I saw the team lineup, I was worried. No Thiago. No Nunes. Curtis Jones hadn't played, I think, in what eight, eight, eight or nine months. He's had a, a horrendous amount of injuries recently, uh, Curtis Jones. So it was always going to take time. And you know, with the injuries that we have had, the the team, the, the, the bench, and you obviously saw the bench, Chris. Yeah. That bench, no, there was nothing to come on and change change the whole game. Like. Henderson, you could argue, is you know he is our captain, but he his legs are going. We had Simicast, who was an unused substitute. We had um, Oxley Chamberlain. Now I'm not I'm not not giving any excuses or anything like that, but but they very, well, very much well they did they had a game plan and that was to put ten oh, players yeah. behind the ball. How how many players did you see that um, ahead of, like for for Salah like? Like how how many people did you see for 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 Mino? Like it was I, just I, I saw one point where there was somebody was trying to cross the ball and I, I can't remember who it was for for Salah, who was the only Liverpool player in the you know in the Forest box and there was like five or six Forest defenders plus the goalkeeper. Yeah, just keep crossing into the box, let Cook or McKenna head it away. Like we just played into their hands yesterday and. I'm, I don't really want to be too critical of Joel Gomez, but I really hope that's his last game as a centre-back. 
because he showed his he showed his inner Degsy Lovren. Um, dilly dallying on the ball, allowed Awonyi to get past him and he brought him down. Um, you know, if we had never, if we did not have Alison Becker in our goal, who I still think is the best keeper in the Premier League, we might be we might be like bottom three right now because we have been absolutely shocking all season. And this is the thing as well that we deserve to be where we are. We deserve yeah. to be where we are. And I don't want to go into the Leeds game thinking we could just go up, turn turn up and win. Yes, I know we won 6-0 last season, but that was when we were playing really, really well. It's just really frustrating me that this result after, well, a fantastic game against Manchester City, we absolutely deserve yeah. to win that game. West Ham, we had a very good first half. Very lucky to win in the second half. And then that th- those two halves against Nottingham Forest was absolutely poor. But full crowd to Forest, it is a big, big boost for them. And um, yeah, it might you know turn around their 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 season. Um, I but I think to, I think you need to get Arsenal out of the way first before I think you I think you're at home the next again game. So, but big, 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 big performance from uh, Steve Cooper and well deserved. James Villa, we talked about them earlier. Played with the so-called freedom. 4-0 to Brentford. Did anybody see that coming? Uh, not 4-0, but not surprised that they won. It's obviously manager goes and they've got something to prove, haven't they? Especially from their own fans. They had something three to goals prove. in 14 minutes at the start or something like that? It was, yeah. It was just a, a crazy start to the game. And not, obviously, Villa fair play, they won the match, but you do question, why didn't they play that for the Gerrard? You do yeah. question that. You know, um, Doug leads to Fulham three. Uh, yeah, it literally is countdown for him, isn't it? Jesse Marsh, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, I suppose, I suppose, if you want to, I think I might play the final countdown by Europe on uh, on Saturday, <laughs> uh, because honestly, it's just. I don't. I do not know where Leeds are going, and I I questioned the appointment when they say when they appointed mm. Jesse Marsh, yeah. um, and obviously I know Brad doesn't like Jesse Marsh. I know he doesn't. He like I don't, I don't think I don't think he kind of likes like Americans managing in the in the Premier League. And I think the be, problem for him was right from the word go. He had that that Ted Lasso tag yeah. didn't he? because it had just been on telly. I just watched it, and I'm thinking like, yeah. That's Jesse Marsh. Yeah, and I, I think it's a sackable offence to, to let Williams score past you as well. Well, yeah. Yeah, it says it all. Uh, James Southampton, what did we say before? You know, <laughs> God's sake, sort yourselves out, Southampton. Win, lose, go down, or at least we're going to stay up challenged for Europe occasionally. But they did it. They made Arsenal, you know, work for it and got a point. No, they did. I mean, it was telling, I, I was watching the game eh, while you were doing the live stream. Um, also, I could show that first half, but Southampton grew into the game a bit more second half. And in the end, the draw's a fair result. But the same as Palace, same team to like Palace, Southampton. You don't know what to, what Southampton's going to turn yeah. up. No. It's just so unpredictable. And you think Hassanut was down and out and he always comes back. You expect Southampton to lose one week. 
they turn up. And then you expect Southampton to turn up the other week and they'll probably get beat. Yeah. It's just it's just not enough consistency in them. But no, they were well worthy of a point on Sunday. It's just yeah. been confirmed. Aston Villa is delighted to announce the appointment of Unai Emery as the club's really? new head coach. Wow, it's, it's gone ahead. Wow. Well, fair play to them. They're not hung about, have they? No, they have not. You know, and that's, but you see, that in fairness to Villa, you know, they're fighting. I mean, they're not out of the relegation party at all yet. But what they're doing is completely opposite to what Wolves are doing. And that's a point a decent manager that knows what he's doing, knows football, where Wolves are still, and we'll come on to us like Wolves in a minute, but still farting about, well, I think we'll stick with this guy for the time being, see where we're going in the new year. But uh, but no, I'd, I, yeah, I mean, good luck. Good luck, Villa. Uh, Doug, we're coming on to Wolves Leicester at the end. Tottenham, what a shame. They lost to Newcastle United and they lost at home. I <laughs> absolutely, as you know, I have got so much time for Eddie Howe. Yeah. I I live down here in just outside Bournemouth and I've seen what he did for that club from a minus 17 points in the fourth tier, taking them to the Premier League, uh, keeping them in the Premier League, apart from mostly the one season. Um what uh, he's, he's a future England manager, isn't he? Newcastle United deserved every credit yesterday. Um, yes, they had to defend a lot of um, a lot of times yesterday, but oh my god, like Hugo Lloris. When are we going to say that he is one of the most overrated goalkeepers I think I've ever seen in Grace the Premier League? Honestly. He has one, two, three good games, and then last yesterday collides into Callum Wilson like he's like he's no there. Callum Wilson deserves deserved that goal, and then the the Almiron goal he literally lets it slip through his body. Honestly, like Tottenham, uh, Tottenham looked ordinary yesterday, like really, really poor. Very lucky to get their goal as well. Could have easily been you know um, mm. chalked off or offside. Um, as well, but I think you're kind of seeing now that Conte is a kind of manager that if it doesn't go right for him, he's likely to walk away. And I think we're getting towards that stage where I think Conte wow. will probably walk away from Spurs very soon. Wow, I mean, James just talking about Luis there. I mean, I've noticed over the last few weeks, especially the Liverpool game, uh. Referees are letting more go now, which I'm pleased about because it, it, I'm old enough to remember the, you know, the mud wrestling in the seventies and the kicking, <laughs> kicking seven bells out of each other. Um, but that that was a valid goal, wasn't it? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, that goal rightfully so stood. I mean, I'd, I agree with Doug. I mean, I'm not fan. Luis is all right, but he's not. He's not a world-class goalkeeper. I'm sorry, he just isn't. He's he's all right at a certain level, like the Tottenham's or whatever, but for clubs like Liverpool, Man City, he ain't going to make it. But yeah, but that goal, though, there's nothing wrong with it for me. He was entitled to go, completely entitled to get the ball and it's in the back of the net. So Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got one game left um, and I must admit, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> 
as yeah. silly as it sounds, um, it was only, you could argue, Wolves, it was only Leeds, but, you know, it was only Brentford we couldn't beat them, it was only Southampton we couldn't beat them. But let, let's just have, let's just put this full screen and let's just, I mean, I might not be able to do this again this season. I definitely won't be able to do it again this week, although it might be the other way around. But 4 0 to Leicester City. Telemans, what a goal. Barnes, Madison deserved it. I mean, even Vardy, even mm. Vardy was on the score sheet. I mean, without the bottom three, Doug, I know, right? It's by two points. Let's be honest, we're not, we're not actually sort of safe. But just not being in that bottom three puts a smile on our face. 100%. You've got to beat what's in front of you, and you beat a very, very poor wolf side. Like, defensively, absolutely shocking um, from from all all aspects of the pitch. But nothing away from how well Leicester set up against Wolves. Like, I don't know what's happened. Like, Telemans, like, we sort of criticised him against Leeds. He didn't really have his, his best game, but I think Brendan let him off the shackles um, yeah, against uh, against Wolves because that goal was absolutely stunning. I, it's just when the ball get comes to you like that, you've just got one thing in your mind: you're gonna you're gonna hit it, and it's just as perfect as you can basically to hit it right off the post and then off the you know into the back of the net. Harvey Barnes is a different player um, recently. Um, you've been one of the ones calling for him to be dropped, and uh, yes, obviously, I, I, I was moaning about, and I've got to be very, very careful because he's actually apparently friends with my nephew, and uh, <laughs> ah, okay, what I say about him on the uh, on the channel, uh, but yeah, I did. But then, when you put a performance in, credit where credit's due, two goals in two games, absolutely, and Madison's goal was just brilliant. The way he just took Collins away from from him and get, got the space to fire in a very good shot that you know Josie Sar had absolutely no chance with, and it's so good to see Jamie Vardy back on the score sheet. I think I think there's been a lot of people this season that have said, yeah, it's probably maybe Jamie Vardy sort of swan song. Um, me, me. I've been one of them. You know, but it is good to see him on the score sheet yeah. and. I have to say as well, you know, if, if you can play like that against Manchester City on Saturday, who 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 knows who knows what that result can be? But you have beaten them before. We've beaten yeah. Manchester City. They're there to be beat at the, it at the is weekend. A weird season, definitely. But I mean, James, I, I've got to be honest with you. I was calling for Vardy. I think what we saw yesterday was where Jamie Vardy comes on for the last 10, 15 minutes as a super sub, if you like. He's probably his role moving forward. But he needed that goal because, you know, it was 11 games or whatever into the season and he hadn't scored. Now, I know Harry Kane, you know, doesn't like scoring in September and what have you, but it was beginning to get a bit worried. He was he was just off. That will do his... Con- like a clean sheet for Ward, that will do... Um, Jamie Vardy's confidence, no, 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 no harm whatsoever. Hundred percent. I mean, that, he's a goal scorer. That's what Vardy is, and that, that, that's why he's been lacking. And you need goals, um, especially if you need something to change the game. So, and as you said, Vardy hasn't got ninety minutes ahead of him every week now. So, now they definitely, definitely do his confidence as well as the good. And um, 
definitely does your team the, the world of confidence with that. Not just the not just how you, not just the result, but the how, the manner that you want. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a bit of conf, there's a confidence brewing now, and what you just hope you can kick on. Mm. The Leicester of this season, though, Doug, we could have, you know, you you'd have not been that well. Let me say when we did that, we did the score predictions with the Xboxes. Uh, the yeah. ex players. I mean, I, I went for a 2 1 win. Brad went for a 2 1. Craig, Jerry Taggart, Ian Marshall, Ian Wilson, Steve Lyonick, Steve Walsh all went for a draw. So that's yeah. how confident the ex players were. Not one of them went for the win. And at least I get a point and move up the table there. Um, but it, we, you know, <laughs> we, we did what we had to do. I think Tielemans was more his old self. Because he's been allowed to play more as an attacking role, ways when he's defensive, he's not as good. But what yeah. a goal! That's going to be up there for goal of the season, isn't it? Or am I being blue tinted spectacles here? No, I think I think it definitely is up for up there for um, goal of the season. I want to actually give a wee shout out to Sumari. The last couple yeah. of games, Sumari has been absolutely outstanding. And, it, you know, I think Wolford and Didi will be watching from the sidelines thinking, how the hell am I going to get back into this Leicester side? Because he shouldn't, he shouldn't no, have to walk back in. Absolutely. Mm. You should, shouldn't be able to, you know, walk straight back in because Sumari has been outstanding. Yeah. I mean, James, if I looked at these stats and we haven't won this game, and if anybody wants to read it tomorrow on the BBC website, uh, BBC Sport, the Leicester City page, I do my Tuesday talking point. And I say, if I was looking at those stats, not knowing the result, I would have steam coming out my ear. We had five shots all game. They had 21. But of our five shots, four of them were on target, and all those were goals. So... <laughs> I know, it's, it's stats are just crazy, aren't they? I mean... It... You just don't. I mean, as I say, with Bright, especially with someone like Brighton, they have like twenty-five shots and they can't put the ball in the net. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. just as I say, it's it's a funny old game, and you took the chances where it mattered. That's it. at the end of the day, it's just about putting the ball in the net. Oh, it that that is what it's all about. I mean, yeah. other stats. That is the stat that you know. The result is the stat yeah. that you. You can have all the possession you want, but it's just about putting the ball in the net at the end of yeah. the day. I do like Op because obviously I do like my stats, so it's not surprising that I do like Op to Joe. Um, and he went, Leicester, this is Leicester are the first team to win a Premier League game by four plus goals despite starting the day bottom of the table. The last team to do it was Leicester City 20 days ago when we beat Nottingham Forest. So uh, we've broken our own record there. So well well done. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Brendan's suddenly going to be manager of the season or anything like that, but with what's gone on at Leicester this season, if he was to finish or to get us mid-table, because I don't think we'll be going and buying a lot of players in January. I think if we get mid-table. I think he gets another season, Doug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I do as well. Um, I think you've got to sort of have sort of realistic sort of expectations now. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I would I, if if it was me, and you know, if you can get results here and there, I'd be looking to maybe towards a top ten finish. Mm. Why not? 
Everyone's yeah. beating everybody. Why not? Well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and James, I've got to say, give a shout out to one person who's probably been forgotten in the Leicester City um, setup, and that is our new set piece coach. I don't know what he has been doing, but we conceded nine corners in that game. Now, Leicester of last season and early this, we'd have probably conceded seven goals from that, <laughs> but nine corners, not one goal conceded. That set piece coach, and I've got to be honest with you, I find myself conflicted here because he's American, but fair play to him with what he's doing. He's he sorted something out. Oh, yeah. Well, at least that's one positive you can take. I mean, that was the problem we had last season. We couldn't stop conceding from set pieces either. And we've mm. we stopped doing that now. So, now, yeah. it's having an effect. That's a, good, that's a good starting point. Yeah. I mean, it, it was we were awful at set pieces, you know, certainly, you know, that last season. So, thank you. I, can't, I don't even know his name, but thank you very much. Nine conceded, not nine corners conceded. Not one goal. I think that's a record. But hey, look, this is where we sit with the table. And I've, yeah. I've got to say, because of course, Liverpool are eight, so we can include them in the top 10. We don't have to make the top 10 or top 11. Sorry, Doug. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal are still there at the top. Man City, um, second. Um, Tottenham then. Newcastle moved into fourth. Man United hanging on at sixth there. I'm surprised at Man United. Because they're in this period of transition, Doug, but mm -hmm. they are having some good results. They are having some good results, yeah. Uh, especially against uh, the you know the the top six. I mean, they've beaten Arsenal, they've beaten us, they've beaten Ooh. Tottenham, drew with Chelsea, got smashed by City. But you know, everyone seemed to get smashed by City. Sorry, United. Um, yeah. But what what I can say is just. Obviously, as a as sort of a uh, sort of a silver lining for us, we're only five points off the top four. Uh, after the bad season that we we are having, to be only five points off top four right now is quite a, honestly a miracle. I mean, is that Liverpool's goal this season just a top four position? I think I think possibly the title is too far away for you. Yeah, twelve points is is a massive gap, um, but. <sighs> I wouldn't say it's sort of you know virtually Im impossible, but the thing is as well, we we are a kind of team that could actually go on a really really big big run of, of, of victories. We've done it before, but it's going to be very very tricky. I think we're just waiting for January to come because I I've I've got a real feeling that something is happening um, in in the background or and that we obviously don't know about, but I think we might be making a couple of signings. And congratulations to Fulham, sat there in seventh. Uh, well done to them. Uh, James, this, this, I mean, the, the, the part, half of the table that's more important to us, <laughs> we're both in this one. Um, you're, you're there, 11th. I mean, 13 points. You're only one point off the, the top half. Um, Palace, I'm surprised Palace is still up there in 12th. That surprises me. Um, Bournemouth there. Villa, that I mean, it's it's one win like the Villa win can just take you up the table four or five places. I mean, this is where mid what most of the mid table sides are, including obviously we we were close, we were like fifteen for one point. Now we've got gone up to eleven. It's just a couple of good results to put you up there, and a couple of bad results to put you down there. 
Mm. There's not enough consistency in the uh, half of these teams. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's nothing, not a lot, awful lot in it at the minute. Yeah. That that said, um, Leicester are currently down to 17th because West Ham are drawing nil-nil with Bournemouth. Come on, Bournemouth. <laughs> we need we need we need you to beat West Ham for us. Um but yeah, we're at, like I say for me, just looking at that table and not seeing us either bottom or one off bottom, uh just make makes all the difference. Guys, look, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, pleasure. Um and, and, uh, Louise Louise unfortunately just could not get her, her internet working. Uh James, I know you haven't got a um a channel to promote. Um, but you, I always thank you for everything that you do, uh, modding in this in, 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 in the chat for me, Doug. You have got a channel, onejobliverpool.com. But do <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna last. Do tell people where they can find you. You can find me on the Doug Football channel on YouTube. I've also got um Instagram at Douglas.horn and Twitter handles Emrod underscore 982. Brilliant. I'm going to be back at nine o'clock. We're going to be talking women's football and it doesn't get any better for Leicester because we're bottom of that league as well. But James and Doug, thank you so much for coming on. Really do appreciate that. Um, World Cup is only like four games away. Mental. Absolutely mental. And Doug, I have got all the shirts ready. I did all the shirts earlier for the the show. (laughs) I've actually changed my mind on a few of them, so... And I've had time to look at them. I have demoted some. Hopefully, though, that makes a cool week up. Yeah, no, that, that's I couldn't get any lower than zero, could I? Says says the the fan of the team that's got that away kit they wore at the weekend. Oh Christ! That, oh, I don't want to see that away kit anymore. Just give it. Just give me the give me the green one that I, that I wore for the, the watch along the other day. <laughs> it's awful. But guys, thank you so much for coming on, and I'll speak to you soon. Take care, both of you. Thank you very much. Cheers, Take care. Cheers. See you later. Thanks to James. Thanks to Doug there coming on and uh, digging me out a bit, as they say. I'm going to be back nine o'clock with Maisie. Uh, oh, half an hour less, and we will uh, be talking WSL. Uh, if you have yet, please, please, um, Bottle Job Liverpool is the new name, I think. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Uh, and if you have subscribed, please press the like button. It was Halloween. It's coming up this weekend, but it was certainly no horror performance from Leicester City. Wolverhampton Wanderers nil, Leicester City four, five shots, four on target, four goals. Doesn't get much better than that. Good night. See you in half an hour. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.